Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Quantum Woman. I'm your host, Shabina Taylor. Today's episode, we're going to talk about toxic patterns and toxic people and narcissists. I recently made a Facebook post about how I have broken my cycle and my pattern with narcissistic people in my life. And and I'm not one to call certain people a label of a narcissist because, you know, I just believe that um, by labeling somebody a certain term, that means they have some sort of power over me. But um, for argument's sake, we'll just call them narcissists. They're toxic people. You can, you know, however you want to label it. And I wrote how I broke my pattern. I broke my pattern with toxic family members, uh, toxic friends, um, toxic clients, toxic men, and toxic mentors. And I took ownership. I was the one that realized that I had the pattern. This is going to be the first sign of somebody being in self-mastery and having emotional intelligence and being someone, you know, who is proactively changing, you know, their, their place and their role. Cause I always believe that we are the problem. It's always comes back to us. Now, there was a time that I was actually the toxic person and I had a very victim-y mindset at one point in my life. And I've worked really hard and not being that person anymore through the work that I've done in the last 10 years. And I realized though, that there's a lot of people that are, you know, labeling certain people a certain way. And I feel like somebody who's in their emotional mastery, who have self-mastery, they're they're in their power. They're they're not going to be going, well, this person did this, this person this. You know, maybe amongst your girlfriends, you want to talk and be like, hey, they did this, this, and this, because you're developing the pattern and you're realizing. I remember the first time that I, you know, someone said to me, he's a narcissist. I was like, what? She's like, go check it out on YouTube. And I sure enough. Hours later, I was like, oh my goodness, this person is so this. I was like, wow. And it just validated me. But then what do you do with that? You know, just because you've established that somebody is in fact that way, what are you going to do with that information? How are you participating in, in that as well? And what can you do to change it? So that's self-mastery. Somebody who is, you know, playing the victim and pointing fingers and saying, well, they're this, this, and this, and this person's done this, this, and this person did this to me is somebody who still has not crossed over into the mastery part. I would never hire anybody like that. And I would uh, never allow anybody like that into your um, your group programs or your mastermind because they are not at a level of um, consciousness yet or uh, emotional mastery to really receive um, you know, the teachings or the core beliefs of what you might be able to, you know, give to that person. So in a business setting, let's say, um, you know, I will talk about this in upcoming episodes, but client selection is really important, but also mentor selection is really important. You'll find that um, as I started doing this work, I was drawn to certain people and I was fawning towards them. And I realized that I um, was having these emotions that I wasn't supposed to have towards a female or a man who was in a mentorship position, but I was, uh, my wires were getting crossed because I still had um, uh, trauma, uh, you know, in that area. And when you're fawning, you're not in your full power. You're not in alignment. And as I saw my patterns, cause I'm a pattern breaker, I saw my own patterns um, I realized that it was repeating in different places and, you know, romantic relationships and friendships 
um, and with uh, family members. And I realized that, oh, wait, I see, I do this here, I do this here, I do that. A woman who's in her power is a woman who's going to be able to say, okay, I see that I am doing this. How do I solve for it? How do I how do I get the help to fix it? So I literally spent the last year realizing like, okay, I've got this issue. And how do I, how do I move past it? And I hired who I could. I worked through every single thing that I could. And I'm finally sitting here saying like, okay, I've broken this cycle. So I mean, it's gone forever. No, but I'm more aware now when I see a red flag, okay, that is a red flag. You know, when I see somebody who is exhibiting, you know, love bombing and um, doing certain things that are, um, uh, you know, indicative of that toxic pattern. That's not where I lean in. It's when I lean out and I get out, you know, it's like, okay, move it along. Um, but many times before my pattern would have been like, oh, but look, they're being so nice. Like they're like with the love bombing would come in. Oh, but look, they're so smart or look, they're, they're this, you know, um, one thing after some of my research, again, I'm not a psychologist, so go do your own research. But most people have not um, had a healthy attachment with their um, their mother, especially uh, if they don't have a good nurturing from their mother, they usually end up as narcissists because they have not learned how to be a healthy attacher. They're they're quite avoidant in um, their attachment styles, and, and most narcissists are like that. And if you're like me, who we're anxious attachers, we probably didn't have healthy attachments before. I'm actually learning how to be. Um, a secure attachment person now, which is actually really amazing. Never thought I would get here, but I still probably will exhibit um, some anxious attachment, but where we need people close to us, right? And um, the avoidant will be, you know, the ice cold queen, you know, really loud talker, uh, very masculine in the voice, you know, not a lot of emotions, that kind of thing. But, uh, or will appear to be uh, feminine and not really in that feminine energy, still very much in a wounded masculine which I'll talk about in upcoming episodes. But I want you to, to understand that the first things first is that you can be the person that's in her power, or you can be the person that's still a victim. And why is this important? Why is um, being a woman in her power and taking ownership so important? Because if you can see that you are the problem, then you are also the solution. If somebody is on the outside causing things to you, then where does your power lie in controlling what other people think and feel or controlling how that person treats you, controlling the narrative that's coming through that person's experiences. But if you realize that, okay, I'm creating this environment by me attracting it. We, we attract to who we be. We attract when we need to break cycles. We attract when we subconsciously are calling in that same type of environment over and over again. And if we can realize that, okay, if we can break the pattern within consciously and subconsciously and in our nervous system, wherever else we can stop repeating it and we can do something differently because if you still keep attracting that same type of person in your life, that same type of mentor, that same type of friend, that same type of person who's toxic, who's victim, who's blaming, who's dramatic, who's, you know, um, at the moment things go bad, they run off and tell everybody and they gather up their flying monkeys. I think that's the term they call them in the narcissistic world. You know, look what she did, look what they did just so they can feel better about who they are. You know, you're going to keep attracting people like that and until you do something differently. So the drama will follow, right? And um, I really do believe the universe does give us what we need for our growth if we're ready for it. If we're not ready for it, we'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I think they call that insanity, right? I uh, did that 
I did that. I wrote a book about it. Uh, I've got something in my book about it. By the way, my book, Unlocking the Quantum Woman, is going to be ready for pre-sale soon. Look for that link. I'm so excited. I'm going to be a published author. It's so amazing. But, um, you know, the victim, why is having a victim mindset? Well, I was a, I had a victim mindset for decades. I, I, I still am blown away that I was able to rewire all of that and heal it. I mean, it is a really hard thing to do because when you're a victim, you think everybody's wrong and you're right. And you just can't see beyond where you are. And you don't want to admit anything. And you think everybody's out to get you. You have so much resentment. Um, you know, it's, it's such a lack mindset because someone's taking from you some something could be took from you like and so if people can take from you then you don't have power right and you know people who are victims they'll show up as if they're very powerful but really they're the most insecure at the time because they're hiding all these things inside right and i say speak from experience you know i went through a lot of trauma if you heard my story i didn't know any better that's what i went through my my, my system went into a default um i know better now so i have to be in my power with that and i take action when I realized that I was in this state, you know, I spent 10 years now really working through it. And that's why I teach and access in the quantum through emotional self-mastery is really being the master of your emotions. Um, and in locking the quantum woman, I am discussing how you can do that as well. That book is going to break down for you. Um, so why is being in your victim mindset a really bad thing? Well, the lack, it affects your wealth, affects your money, affects the, affects the goodies, affects the receiving of love, affects a lot. You know, when, if you're always in your victim, you're in defense mode, you're in blame mode, you're in, um, no responsibility. It's not a powerful place to be being in that victim mindset. Now, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened to many of us that are unheard of and just atrocious. And we didn't ask for them. There weren't things that we wanted to be done to us. I don't believe that, um, you know, I, I, I did create uh, an avenue for some of the things to come in, but I was a child and, um, but I do believe it's part of my, my growth and it's part of my, my journey. And I'm grateful that um, I was able to heal through it, you know, but it wasn't something enjoyable to go through, but, you know, we didn't ask for these things, but at the same time, we have the power to change them. You know, whatever has happened, this is my belief. I'm not saying this is law, but be- being from the other side, I realized that I'd rather be in my power. I'd rather be somebody that can alter a situation and not perpetuate the same crime that was done to me over and over again by living in that victim mindset and treating everyone else like they're the ones that are, um, that have uh, done me wrong, you know, because that's what a victim will do. They'll take what the incident was or where the wound has set in, where their trauma, and then they'll use that. And every single person who's, you know, is altering beliefs or have done something, they will then ping it back to them and be like, okay, well, you did this to me. And they'll be taking, you know, what the initial harm was, and they'll be able to, they're projecting it in other people because they want everybody to pay because everybody did something to them. Meanwhile, it's, it's something that's isolated from another person. You'll see that when women get into new relationships, you know, the, 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 the new guy will be responsible for all the things that happened to the last guy before, or, you know, the seven guys before that, you know, they're all paying for some dude's mistake or the dad's mistake or something that's happened along the way, or, And, um, you know, you'll see the pattern repeating, you know, it was repeating with friendships, repeating with me with mentors. And I'm finally done, you know, allowing, um, 
victim clients into my space and I'm have a really hard rule. If I see that behavior come up, uh, you're out, you know, it's just not going to be tolerated. I only work with women in their power, women who are taking around responsibility for, um, their results and they want to, they want to, they, they want to grow. I mean, obviously as a mentor, I have to come as well and um, help them through it. But if anybody knows anything about me, I may be late, but I'm, but I'm always present and I'm always there for my client's success. So if you ever see yourself or hear yourself saying, well, they did that, they did that to me. I want you to check in. Where's that coming from? And is, can you, is there something there you need to dig a little deeper and find out like, why do I feel like that? Why, am, why is it always everybody else's fault and not my own? And, and if you always say this is always happens to me, that's red flag, right? That's, that's, we have to be participants in our lives. You know, children uh, need assistance from their parents and they get to talk like that. Grown ass adults and grown ass women do not. At some point you have to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm responsible for this. I, I'm taking responsibility. The moment that I took responsibility for my life, it was a moment that I truly stepped into a more powerful version of myself. And I take responsibility for all the decisions I make, all the things that happened to me because I created them, you know, and if that is true, then I get to create all the millions, all the success, all the beautiful things in my life. If I am also the creator of that reality, I'm the creator of the most magnificent reality ever for me, right? This is a hard thing and a hard um lesson for people to understand and grow through because when you're in your trauma state, you're in protective mode. So you're always just consciously and subconsciously trying to protect yourself from harm nonstop. So it's like a survival state that you're in. It's not a masterful state. It's not someone who's using their emotions for good. You know, they're just basically in survival mode, just getting by until that next moment that something comes along. Unfortunately, narcissistic people, um, don't really have those deeper emotions. They, um, they feel anger and they don't know how to get in touch with the deeper emotions below that because it's just not safe to feel. So, I mean, you'll see them in relationships with their significant, significant other, but most women are emasculating their men, um, in those uh, partnerships and they're, they're very much not supporters. Um, and they're not showing up in their true power as a woman in her feminine energy. And, you know, um, you know, narcissists never think it's their fault. You know, they're always like, it's me. I mean, sorry, it's you, it's you, it's you, you know, it's not me. And they're, they're never going to, you know, say that it's, it's, it's them uh, because they can do no wrong. Right. Because that's what they've, they've had to tell themselves to get by in life. You know, it was their fault. They did that to me. They hurt me. They didn't love me. And you'll see um, somebody who's in that toxic mindset, victimy mindset, blame mindset, there'll be, you know, uh, emotional age of eight or nine, you'll see their behavior, how they act, they'll block you don't I don't talk to you anymore. You know, you're not my friend, you know, you'll see, they might not sound in that tone. But if you look deeper, that's what that that looks like. Uh, I remember dating a guy once and he literally spent weeks talking about how bad his ex-wife was at some point i should have just pulled the plug on that shit i mean aside from all the love bombing that was going on i mean i did like the gifts um but no grown-ass man sits there and talks about how bad a woman's done him wrong for the second time and you know and takes no response i mean you can't you're not that great you know and um even my father you know everybody did everything wrong but him so it's just kind of funny you know 
you just, you'll see even mentors, you know, oh, the world has come against me and I've just done everything so perfect. Okay. You'll see. And there's a lot of narcissistic mentors in this field. And um, I remember when I started doing this work, I was like, oh my God, could I be one? You know, people who have empathy and can feel for another, you are not a narcissist. People who have apathy are. And um, narcissists, you'll see their behaviors. You'll see how it shows up. I, I remember watching a YouTube video and the one guy there, he was a narcissist and he was teaching. He's like, we can never be cured if we're, we've ever been diagnosed with this uh, disorder, but you can work on becoming a better version of who you are, right? Um, so some people are just stuck with that shit for life. And that's too bad. I'm happy to say whatever victim mindset I've had and uh, whatever I've gone through, I was able to painfully go through that struggle to find the queen in me. And I hope that when you are listening to my podcast, if you've ever been in a place that we felt like you weren't in your power and someone else had power over you, that you can start feeling more of um, an opportunity to change that current situation. Suffering is not a state that women should be in at all times, you know, and I thought it was, I thought I had to just deal with it, move on and keep going. And you'll see narcissists get triggered really easily there. They're triggered because they have no emotional mastery. Everything will trigger them. Um, and they will be depressed once a month. You'll see, they'll have to go into like this low depression state or they'll have anxiety. Um, they they need to because it's hard to pretend to be someone they're not on a daily basis to pretend to be powerful. So they'll go into a state once a month. You'll just see the behavior patterns. It's all the same over and over again. They'll go into a program, see what someone's done, and then go copy it and try and do the same thing. They'll try and mimic things in relationships because they they want to give the, the the person they're with what they think they need, but at the same time time. They're highly critical individuals. And um, because they're critical of themselves, they're always judging themselves and they are going to have a weird connection to money. I am not a narcissist expert. So I'm just telling you my experience, my friend, Rebecca Zung, she's on um, YouTube and she is the expert, go follow her. But um, truthfully, I want to tell you that um, there, and she's an attorney too. She's a fabulous person. There, there's going to be times in your life where you're going to stop and you're going to be like, mm, I'm the problem. The moment you do that is a moment you realize that you have all the power within you to change. The, the, the narcissistic toxic people never go, I'm the problem. They'll say, well, maybe I could have done that differently or they'll admit to something, but it'll always be with a backhanded thing, but that person shouldn't have done that. And I am so grateful for all the opportunities that I've had with every single toxic person in my life, including myself, because to say I have finally broken this pattern is to have a level of freedom that I don't believe comes um, very easily in this lifetime. I got to tell you, if someone asked me how much that was worth, I would say millions and millions of dollars because to be able to be in a place of power with that emotion and not let people come in and alter you, you know, like come in and because what a narcissist wants to do is tap into your power. They'll always try to suck your power. They're energy vampires. They're going to want to, you know, cuddle up next to you, do things for you so they can tap into your power. They're very, 
very attracted to powerful people. So if you are a powerful woman and a real powerful woman will never blame somebody else. She'll always stand in her power and take full responsibility for everything in her life. She will not be like, you did that. You're doing this. She'll also stand for criticisms. She'll be able to hear it. She'll be able to be in a state, but she'll never alter who she is. When you're fawning, you're, you're not in alignment. It'll mess with your money. And you know, anybody who's in a victim mindset, they're in a lack mindset. They're in a state of um, someone's done something to me, took something to me. An abundant thinking person is somebody who knows they can grow from every situation. And you'll see. And as you're listening to this podcast, as we're going along, you're going to learn a lot about this and you're going to be able to really detect um, behaviors with other people in your life and what you want to allow in and what you don't. You know, I always believe the universe has my back, like at all times, like it is like, it is, it it is, it's like, I say spirit instead of universe has my back. I say spirit has my back because I will always be given a lesson to show me where I can grow as an individual. It'll keep coming up because my desired result is to have healthy relationships. My desired result is to be my powerful self in all my relationships, including the one with myself, where I'm not criticizing myself or judging myself or bringing myself down or saying you could have done better, but being my biggest cheerleader. And it starts with us. If we can be in a powerful position with our own selves, then we can have healthy relationships with the other people that we attract into our life. If we don't have that healthy relationship with ourselves, we're going to keep attracting people. We're going to highlight and mirror in what's inside of us. And so that's a hard thing to admit because that means there was something that was off inside of you. I can definitely admit that. And um, I'm here for the growth because I'm not here to pretend that I'm perfect and that I um, have everything figured out, but I, I am here to say that I will always be figuring it out. I'll always be growing and I'll always be getting to the next side. And I want you as listeners to also understand that wherever you are right now is not your final destination. If you feel like there's something in your life that's showing up or there's an environment that if you look around around you and you're like, I don't like how this looks, you have the opportunity to go and change it. But the change first starts with us, not with altering how people treat us, how people talk to us, how people, because that way they're all they're doing is they're just protecting the wound in you. And they're just keeping you in a very, um, codependent relationship. You're, you're staying in a victim um, state and that's no place to be. You want somebody who's going to honor your voice, honor your power and be like, I heard you. I see you. And that's what I love to do for every woman that comes in my space. But if a narcissist walks in my space, she's only going to hear what she wants to hear. And there's nothing I can do about it. a woman who wants to change. She's going to change a woman who doesn't, is going to always blame. So keep that in mind about how you're going about in life. And be mindful. Awareness is like one of the number one tools for change. You know, if you catch yourself talking in a certain way, be like, hmm, am I complaining? Am I, am I blaming? Am I taking responsibility for this? Don't go around polling people and be like, did you hear what she did? Did you see? That's what little girls do. Little girls will go and try and gather up. And that's what a flying monkey and narcissist does. You know, powerful one be like, hey, that could I have improved here? Is there something that you can see within me that maybe I could have done differently? Or did I see this in the right way? Um, you know, is there something that I couldn't see from my lens that you can reflect back to me? That's a woman who's in her power because then, you know, she becomes unstoppable when she's in that state. I hope you really enjoyed this, um, this, this podcast episode, unlocking the quantum woman is going to be open for pre-sale soon. It's going to be a book that's going to be 
one of those books, hopefully that you buy and you're like buying copies for every woman in your life. Like you've got to read this book. That is my intention of the book. I have a wealth meditation over at shaminataylor.com. Go download it. Women have incredible results from it. It's free and join my quantum woman group. If you haven't yet. And, um, yeah, give me a review for this. Give me some feedback. I love to interact with you and email me if you've got some some things that you want to share and um, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, bye for now.